Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we're giving away $100 to Optimum Golf. They're in the Rhino and Park Hill neighborhoods. If you love to golf, you want to keep your game in shape, this $100 gift certificate is definitely going to come in handy. You can use it for one lesson with Kyle, who teaches my daughter, and he really does do a fantastic job. Or you can use it in one of their virtual bays. Uh, if you go by yourself, it's going to last at least two hours. That's what the $100 to pay for. You can play co- courses from all over the world. Also, want to let you know at Optimum Golf, you can get your new clubs custom fit and custom built with Optimum Golf. So you can keep your not only your game in shape there, but you can get the best clubs out there thanks to Optimum Golf. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Take a hundred bucks on us as well. Give us a call. 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because we have to. We always seem to have to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and I have a feeling we won't be talking about him much longer if he doesn't come here. And that decision could come tomorrow. With or we'll that. be talking about him for years. Potentially. No, we won't. No, we won't. Even if he came to Denver? No, if he came to Denver, yes. That's what I mean. Yes. If he doesn't come here, yeah, if he doesn't come here, it's, it's over. But if he does come here, he becomes topic number one for the foreseeable future. If he does not come here, yeah. saying his name on air will be like saying the name Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. Ha. No one's going to want to hear it. <laughs> With that, he suggested he wanted to have his uh, decision made uh, before the franchise tag deadline which is tomorrow mm-hmm. and and i don't think for a minute that it is a coincidence that he hasn't made his decision yet because the packers still have not slapped the franchise tag on Devonte adams so with that i think those two are sort of tied together if adams gets the franchise tag tomorrow do you expect a decision from rogers tomorrow yes if he does because if he doesn't, then it becomes a matter of which team. And yes, the Broncos are considered to be the favorite if he does go elsewhere. But at that point, do other teams enter the chat really quick? The Packers would certainly like that if they're trading Aaron Rodgers because they want to see the value go up. Do you think the Packers are trying to hastily negotiate a deal with Adams right now so they can make that announcement and then it makes it easy for mm-hmm. Rodgers? Because the franchise tag means for Adams, he's only getting one year salary, about twenty million. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. but that's also a tradable contract. Too. Yes, because that's that's another thing. If they tag Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers does not make a decision tomorrow, it doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, right? Because it's very easy to do a tag and trade, right? You get a lot of draft picks in return, right? So, or with- at the minimum for Devontae Adams more than the third-round pick you would get if he walked as a free agent next year. You know, a lot of people in the media are upset 
that he hasn't made a decision. But right now, they do want him back, at least publicly they do, with the, the restructuring of contracts that they've done, bringing Tom Clements as the quarterback's coach, so on and so forth. The longer that Rodgers waits to make a decision, the more time there is for the Packers to get done the things he wants done. Mm-hmm. So why would he make a decision unless he absolutely had to? What's the rush for him? Because honestly, I don't see where there is a rush for him. The interesting thing is he said the day that the Packers lost to the 49ers in the divisional round, he had that press conference right after the game over Zoom, and he said that he would have his decision made before free agency. He said that day. Next week. Yeah. Not before the tag deadline, before free agency. So there is the possibility that this could go another few days, even if they tag Devontae Adams. Go another week. Yeah. Easily go another week. Now, on Friday, NFL reporter Ian Rappaport said, in response to a notion that Rodgers has been going back and forth between Green Bay and playing elsewhere, he went on to say that fourth has always been the Denver Broncos. So with that, is that a surprise to you? Not really a surprise to me. It's not a surprise. It's just inter- it's just interesting to hear it spelled out as kind of a binary, Green Bay or Denver, rather than Green Bay, Denver, or retirement. Green Bay, Denver, or retirement, or Pittsburgh, or San Francisco, or Las Vegas. Well, here's the funny thing. If that fourth has always been the Denver Broncos, why in the world should the Broncos offer everything to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, well, and that's the whole thing. Green Bay would like to have multiple potential suitors in the chat because, and because if Aaron Rodgers said, "I'm okay with one or two or three teams," then you get a bidding war, right? But if if it's like Carmelo Anthony, I only want to go to the Knicks. You're stuck, right? And you're stuck, and then it's and that's a question of whether Aaron Rodgers says it's only this team or retirement. In which case, you're the Packers. You're trying to get what you can, but it's not going to be market value. I can tell you right now, if it's the Broncos or retirement, if the Packers only get a seventh-round draft pick, it's better than retirement because at least they got a seventh-round draft pick. Right. And that's where if it's the Broncos and nobody else and he says, I'd be willing to retire rather than return to Green Bay, and it's basically Denver or it, then all of a sudden we've talked about some pretty extreme potential trade proposals. But... If the Broncos have no other suitors and the two options no, are... No, no, no other competition. No, no other suitors uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Right. And it's retirement or Denver. The Broncos will be able to make this deal with a package that will not hurt as much as we would have thought. Well... Maybe I'm, it's only two first-round picks. Well, it'll be more than that. But then you throw in a package of players as well who are in rookie deals, preferably. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, if if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and I say I only want to go to Denver, I would say, listen, um, I know you want to get as much as you can for me, but the truth is, I don't want my new team to be gutted and not have first round and not have a bunch of draft capital mm-hmm. or lose a bunch of players. Yeah. So it's going to be that or retirement. It's going to be one of the two. But if you hold them, the team that I want to go to over a barrel for stuff, then I will just retire. Yes. But I'm not coming back here. So the best poker chip is Rogers actually saying to Gudenkist, 
yeah, get what you can, but don't hold them over a barrel. But that takes Aaron Rodgers deciding that he's not coming back to Green Bay under any circumstance. That's where, in terms of the framing of the reporting over the weekend, that he's torn between Green Bay and elsewhere. If there's a pang in his heart of coming back to Green Bay, then that might be what sways him in the end. Do you think that he... By the way, there, you remember Zadarius Smith? We talked about like moves they could make. What happened? They're going to cut him. And that Zadarius Smith will save... Pretty good defensive player. But he didn't. He only played one game last year. Right, but he's still pretty good, he's and still, he'll be he, pretty good next year. He's pretty good. He's coming coming off an injury, but that shaved fifteen point two eight million off their cap right then and there. Right, and that is with a pre June one designation. Uh, it's actually the same post June one as well. So that's fifteen. That's another. That's another savings that the Packers get to try to figure things out. I, I think fortunately for Broncos country, and I think almost everybody on Sports Talk Radio, unless you're completely delusional. I think that we have all accepted the fact that he's staying in Green Bay. So when your expectations aren't high, you get the luxury of being really surprised. As opposed to having high expectations that he is coming here, and it's as if somebody just kicked you in the midsection. So if he doesn't come here, I don't think any of us will be overly surprised. Right. It's like, oh, you know, we're already talking about other options. If you have low expectations, you're never disappointed. That's right. I believe... uh Gosh, uh, didn't Vince Vaughn say that in one of his movies? I believe he said that in Dodgeball. Thank you, Dodgeball, yes. If you have low, low expectations, you're never disappointed. And by the way, and I think it feels phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the Nuggets play tonight against the Golden State Warriors, a really good team. Are those the actual Warriors? Though? And the team they're playing against isn't very good at all. Why am I talking out of both sides of my mouth? We'll explain next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, got a new place you need to check out. They opened about three months ago. Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center in Westminster. This place has so many great things going for it. Outstanding beer. We'll start right there. 17 craft brews on tap. What else is great about Windfall Brewing Company? Scratch Kitchen. And this is not bar food. This is really, really good upscale food. Uh, what are some of the things on the menu? Hand-butchered ribeye with a Cabernet mushroom demi-glaze. You're not going to find that at a bar. You're going to find that at Windfall Brewing Company. The Baja Fish Tacos, I've had them. Outstanding. I love the fact that they make their own breads there as well. You got to try the double stack smash burger. So great food. Great brews, but that's not all. This is great for the kids, too. While you're waiting for dinner or lunch, 
They've got 23 pinball machines and all these old school arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, you can play Ultra Buck Hunt. So it's a fun place to go. The food is ridiculously good and they have great craft beer. I mean, seriously, what else do you want in a place when you're going out with the guys, when you're going out with friends, you're going out with family, that's where you want to go. Talking about Windfall Brewing Company, you can find them in Westminster, make it a day or a night of it at Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Well, Golden State head basketball coach Steve Kerr was not happy about the NBA he feels did to his team about a rescheduled game tonight against the Nuggets. The Warriors play the Nuggets in Denver tonight. Then they have to hop on a plane and play the Clippers tomorrow night in Oakland. And then they have to hop back in San Francisco. Excuse me. Then they have to have to hop back on a plane to Denver to play the Nuggets on Thursday. Kerr said a couple of days ago in a protest of sorts, he's not going to bring his high minutes guys to Denver for tonight's game. So the, the injury report came out. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Andrew Wiggins, a couple of other players will not be playing. Draymond Green is already out. With that, does Kerr have a point? I He has a point, but I think this is a childish way to go about it. Okay. But that being said, look, we're, we're still, hopefully, knock on wood, coming to the end of this, but we're still in an environment where there are changes on the fly and uh, scheduling quirks that are necessary that you don't like, and they affect everybody at some point. So I think you just have to grin and bear it and figure it out. Yeah, but I see. I, I feel do. I feel bad for the ticket holders tonight. Well, no, this game wasn't originally scheduled. This is a makeup game. No, but I, that's why I mean it's a makeup game. But people have tickets for this, and well, you know what they're really going to be disappointed about? Yeah. They're, they're, get, they're getting Will Barton's they're, not they're getting <laughs> they're, he's out tonight. Yeah, they're getting the Santa Cruz Warriors, basically, not the Golden State Warriors. This is great for the Nuggets. Are you kidding me? I and mean, it's bu- great for the Nuggets, but I mean, they're you know, I imagine if you're the Mavs, you're not happy about this. If you're the Jazz, you're not happy. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand from that point of view, but it is kind of weird that you have to play two games in Denver over the course of what uh, four nights. And you have to hop on a plane twice? I mean, we've seen this happen in baseball. Not not exactly the same, but I mean, we've seen teams, like, we've seen teams that play, that had an early season series against the Rockies and get a game snowed out or can't or postponed for freezing rain. And they're an East Coast team, and then they go play a series in New York, and they have to go fly out here, play one game, then turn around and fly back to Miami or or, or Tampa or something like that. You know what? I mean, this sort of thing happens sometimes. You just accept it. Well, it's it's the optics of it because of the way the schedule looks. Yes. If this game was to be played in two weeks and they weren't going to be in Denver a couple of days earlier, right? Kerr would have brought his full team. Right. But this is but the but this is the date that they found. You know, trying to look, trying to find like, when they're trying to do this, trying to find dates that work is actually pretty hard right. on this. It, it, the logistics that go into this, 
I think he could be a little bit more magnanimous about it. That said, strategically speaking, you know, uh, you can't blame him for making the call here. I'll give you one reason. They've, they've got the Clippers tomorrow night. I'll give you one reason home. why he's doing it. We're the Golden State Warriors. We've won a lot of titles. You don't do that to us. Well, the other thing is, and I'm sure there may be a, there may be a phone call from uh, Adam Silver's office to Steve Kerr about this, but you know what? If you're thinking, all right, we have back-to-back. One is at Denver, at Elevation, and then next night we're playing the Los Angeles Clippers at home. Who are we going to try to satisfy? The fans in Denver or our home fans in San Francisco? No, I understand that. Organizationally speaking, they're going to probably choose to take care of the home fans. But if this game was played two weeks later and Denver wasn't on the schedule that week, he would have brought his players. Right. But I mean, that's but the, the schedule week- makers tried to be cute. Yeah. To make it look like, hey, at least the games are close to each other. But if anything, it made it worse. The Nuggets are only, and I say only, eight and a half point favorites. Does this seem like the biggest no-brainer bet of all time? Yes. Even though the Nuggets are on the second half of back-to-back? Yes. But it's a back-to-back at home. Right. So, and and also, I mean, just again, I mean, I maybe I'm, I'm kind of uh, going down a rabbit hole uh, uh, defending this. But don't forget, like, don't forget, the Nuggets have two more East Coast trips left on the schedule. They've got Philly, Washington, and Cleveland coming up next week. Uh, about a week and a half after that, they've got uh, um, they've got they've got an East Coast swing to Charlotte, Indiana. The Warriors have, I believe, their longest East Coast swing of the year coming up later in March. My point being, you have two teams whose schedules did not allow much wiggle room right. to try to find a common date that worked without causing a real travel nightmare. They were, I mean, the hands were tied. This, uh, I get what Kerr is doing. I just think he could have been a little bit less agitated about it. But you're right. You said, we're the Golden State Warriors. That's right. We're really good this year. Yeah. If it wasn't for injuries, how many titles could we have won in Do a row? Do you think the Clippers would be saying this? No, because they've won Bupkis. They've never won anything. That's what I mean. Well, yeah. they, they did in San Diego. No, they never. Oh, got, I'm sorry. With they've Bill never Wallen. got. They've never gotten past. Uh, you're right. You're right. Haven't haven't they never gotten past the conference semifinals? Yeah. In L. A. Why was I thinking the San Diego Clippers? I don't know. I don't know because either. Clippers make as a nickname makes a lot more sense for San Diego than L. A. Right. That's the thing about the L. A. Teams. Well, where did the Clippers come from? Originally, they were the Buffalo Braves. Oh, okay. Buffalo Braves, San Diego Clippers. Yeah, well, there we go. That, which that, is why that's where I came which up so, with it. Which sometimes you see. That's where I came that's up. That's why with. you see the Clippers sometimes wear those Buffalo Braves throwbacks. Right. Which are sweet. Danny, is this a game that's going to tempt you? Eight and a half points. No. Why? I'm because I don't have any faith in the Nuggets. They blew an eleven point lead at the end of the game last night against a team that they're better than that they were beating pretty handily all game. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith when betting the Nuggets because I know that sometimes the sense of urgency isn't there for them. And this is one of those spots where they're up against a team they should beat easily and they will probably be a lot closer yeah. than they should. How many, so I'm not going to bet this game. How many minutes does Jokic get tonight? If any. Shouldn't get more than 30. 30? I hope it. You, you, would, you could. Boogie was in foul trouble last night too, so he's got some minutes to make up. Right. But look at the guys you're playing against. Do you have their roster? Do you have their stat sheet in front of you? Because I'm the guessing Warriors lineup tonight. Not their lineup, but their stat sheet. I, I like, can, I like can who in the world is going to be playing tonight? 
for these guys? I mean, what is their starting lineup even consist of? All right, right. I mean, basically, I mean, you're looking at their, their leading scores right now, like or their or their their general starters are Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, um, Draymond Green, right, um, Kevin Looney, Jordan Poole. So Poole and Looney, I think, are playing. Yeah, and, P- and Poole's a sixteen point a night guy. I mean, he's 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 gonna he's gonna he he's basically gonna station himself outside of the circle and shoot threes, but Clay's not playing, right? He's only played nineteen games this no, year anyway. He's not. And Andrew Wiggins is not playing. Nope. And Steph Curry's not playing. Right. And we present and Draymond. Uh, well, he he wasn't gonna play. Wasn't either. gonna play anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> some people are paying. Pindari big. Some people are paying big some... money to watch this game tonight. I wonder if uh, Jeff Doughton is going to get in the game tonight. I wouldn't doubt it. Chris Choza is going to get in the game tonight. Moses Moody. By the way, if he uh, if he uh, drives the lane, you know Chris Choza some big time shots back at for Florida back in the day. Say it again. Chris Choza some big time shots for Florida back in the day. I have when he was in college. I have never seen one. Toscano Anderson play, but tonight could be. He was my in night. the dunk contest. Yeah, I've never seen him play, but now I have a chance to see him tonight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he plays 14 minutes a game, but we're going to get a chance. Just we, we get, maybe, we get, maybe we get more one. Maybe he'll be uh he'll he'll be so big after tonight. Instead of calling him Juan Toscano Anderson, yeah. we'll start calling him JTA. Yeah, I mean Gary Payton Jr. is not even playing in this game tonight. I don't even get a I don't even get a Gary Payton in this game. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh again, the Santa Cruz Warriors basically. Hope you enjoy it. I, by the way, and this doesn't make a difference for here in this market. NBA TV picked up the game tonight. Did they really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, we can't watch it anyway, can we? No, not here. Right. But like outside of this market, I'm saying it's got a national it's broadcast a national game, outside yeah. of this market. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up after the break, uh, Bill Schmidt made a real interesting comment to Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post. And I was just shaking my head thinking, man, some things just never change, do they, with the Rockies organization? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. All right, uh, Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post covers the Rockies, had a conversation with Bill Schmidt, the new GM, and he was asked if he thinks the players will report to camp in shape when, if the lockout ends. And what uh, Schmidt said was, 
what they think might be in shape and what baseball shape, what baseball shape might be are two different things. <laughs> you know the first thing that I that came to my mind? John Crook? No. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind that I did not put on Twitter, but I will say on the show is what MLB, what Major League Baseball, what they think of what is a general manager and what the Rockies think of as a general manager might be two different things. That's the first thing that crossed my mind. Well, would Bill Schmidt have been hired by any other Major League Baseball team as their GM? I was told with by his resume. I was told by a former Major League general manager, absolutely not. There you go. I mean, he's he's uh, he's got a long history as a scout. Yep. I believe, by the way, he probably has the shortest Wikipedia bio of any baseball general manager. There is. I bet it's, we. I bet we have at least two. Thir- it's two short paragraphs. I was going to say. I bet we have a good thirty more seconds on the show where you can read it. Yeah. Well, what are the? Okay, I'll ask you this. No joke. I'm not looking at it. Tell me what the highlights are, because usually when you have a Wikipedia page that has to do with general managers, they will talk about their accomplishments on who they've drafted, what they've done. All right. I'll, I'll what just, are his accomplishments? I'll read this for you. Bill Schmidt is an American baseball executive born August of 1959. He is the general manager of the Colorado Rockies in Major League Baseball. Schmidt served as a scout for the Cleveland Indians, New York Yankees, Cincinnati Reds, and the Major League Baseball Scouting Bureau. He was named interim general manager on May 3rd, 2021, following the resignation of Jeff Breidich. On October 2nd, the Rockies hired Schmidt as their general manager. That is the entire text of his bio on Wikipedia. I have to tell you something. I'm not going to correct you here. Mm-hmm. But that's actually one one paragraph because every no, it's, two, no, no, it's no, shown no, as no, two. No, no, I know. No, no. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. everybody gets the arbitrary. He he does this. This is when he was born. This is what he does. Everybody gets that headline. Yes. After that, what are you writing about the guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he got the standard opening line. This is what he does. Right. But after that. He was a scout for these teams, and he was named the interim general manager on May third. Fortunately, he was. Would you like to know why? Right. Why? Because it would have sh- if it if he was hired as the GM, it would have shortened the paragraph to a single sentence. Right. His the word count on Bill Schmidt's bio. Yeah. Is seventy six. Seventy six words. See if you can guess how long the word count is for Alex Anthopoulos, who, now to his credit, he just won the World Series uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Bill Sh- or well, Bill- he's been around for a long time. Bill too. Schmidt is 18 years older than Alex Anthopoulos. Yeah. What was the word count for him before he took over the Braves? I don't know what it was. Well, but I mean, I'm guessing it's more than 76 words. It was much more. Actually, the Atlanta Braves part of it is the shortest part of Alex Anthopoulos' bio. His fifteen his fifteen hundred word bio, by the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could probably go through and all the Major League Baseball general managers, and you're going to get thousand word bios. Bill Schmidt, they got it in seventy six. Let's do something just for fun. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Let's find a guy in the Nuggets organization who is who's a, who's a coach who's a coach who has very little experience 
and maybe hasn't played. I'm curious to know if that's at least 76 words. Okay, do what about West Unstelk Jr.? He's been an interim head coach. Well, but, but that's a big deal. Although, it's, how many words is that really? Um, his interim head coach bio is um, or or no, he's with no. My bad, he's with the Wizards right now. Right, my bad. So, all right, let's go with the Nuggets staff. And I'm not it's trying to. That, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. All right, let's see here. We're gonna go with. We find the coaching staff here. The listing. All right, let's go. Uh, Jordy Fernandez. Okay. Yep. All right. Born December twenty seventh, nineteen eighty two. Yep. He play he uh his only head coaching experience is in the uh what is now the G League, what was the D League. Fernandez's bio is four hundred and forty four words. In other words Wow. In other words, that is uh my point. Six times as long as that of uh, Bill Schmidt. And uh by the way, Fernandez is twenty three years younger than Bill Schmidt. And his and this is basketball and life. Player development and impact basketball academy, player development for the Cavaliers for four seasons, U nineteen assistant for Spain, under nineteen I should say, an assistant for the Canton Charge of what is now the G League, three years as a head coach for the Canton Charge, and uh now he in addition to working for the Nuggets, he moonlights as an assistant for the Nigerian national team. I think I had said to you, uh the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. O'Connell, right? Kevin O'Connell. Look him up. And you said his resume is, is one the, of the shortest I've the ever seen. You've ever seen. I've ever seen. Well, clearly, uh, Kevin's been topped. Kevin O'Connell. His Wikipedia bio is eleven hundred and twenty-nine words. And if we, by the way, if we take out the part about his current job, yeah, it's eleven hundred and four words. <laughs> of course, he also played. Like a, a fair amount right, of to, to, to take away fa- take away his playing. All right, let's go with the coaching. Just just the coaching part of it, right? Okay, now this is where it might get very thin because there's a lot of stuff about him as a coach. Well, here, 157 words on Kevin O'Connell as a coach. So it's uh, 150, and that's twice that's this as right here, right on top, right? Oh no, I I went down. I'll, let's throw that into. No, no, let's just make that's all there is. Okay, the opening paragraph. The opening pa- Everybody gets 30, an opening paragraph. 30, parag- 30 words longer than Bill Schmidt's entire Everybody bio. gets an opening paragraph. Okay, you know what You know what I'm doing, though, if I'm somebody in the Colorado Rockies organization? I'm surreptitiously sur- getting a Wikipedia handle Yeah. and going and adding some to this bio. Well, you got to put some of his accomplishments there, don't you? And what are they? He was the head scout, which is great. You should put in there, he drafted he was part of drafting Nolan Arenado put something like that in there but even his bio on the Rockies website isn't very long his 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 Rockies bio yeah. is 228 words that's it on the Rockies website and it's very much the the award that he got at the 2019 baseball winter meetings Schmidt was honored with the West Coast Scout of the Year award and in January 19, he was one of six scouts to receive the Legends in Scouting Award at the Professional Baseball Scouts Foundation Annual Gala. His assistant GM. Under him. How, how many words is his bio? Uh, let's go. That's a good question. I would have to. Uh, go. Please don't tell me the assistant GM is a longer bio 
on the Rockies webpage. All right, let's uh, find. Let's Please see. tell me that's roster front office. Yeah, I, I'm thinking to myself that uh, Jack Corrigan might have a. a oh, longer. Jack Corrigan has a much longer. Run. Jack Corrigan's been around a lot longer, right? right? No, Bill Schmidt's been around. Well, Jack Corrigan's been calling right. the games for two decades. Sure. But, uh, okay, let's go with. Well, uh, but, but Schmidt joined the team. Twenty years okay. ago, they have all these. They have all these vice presidents. Of course, they do. Yeah, and like so, the the so the next in baseball operations who would have a bio, yeah, would be Rolando Fernandez, vice president, international scouting and development. And is his bio longer? Please tell me it isn't. His bio is thirty-three words shorter. Of the general manager of a major league baseball yeah, team, yeah, Rolando Fernandez, and it's his 29th. This is this is the 29th season for Rolando Fernandez with the Rockies organization. How many seasons? 29. Right. By the way, um, recently promoted, uh, Walker Monfort has a bio. Right. He should. Walker Monfort, from what I understand, is a very good kid, and he works really hard. I will not criticize the the. Uh, I will not criticize Walker or Sterling. I will not criticize the Monfort boys. I've heard nothing but really good things. Although, what about is those Walker's? Kids. What is Walker Monfort's title? Uh, he's part of he's part of like corporate sponsorship. Yeah, vice president corner, corporate partnership. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and they and both those kids have worked their way yes. up. Okay, what do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We talked uh, the other week about Troy Aikman getting into the ESPN booth, booth, moving over from Fox. Some of the other broadcast booths beginning to take shape, including one big name headed to Amazon for Thursday Night Football. We'll tell you who that is and some of the other moves from broadcasting and coaching next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, uh, recently the news broke that Brian Greasy would be leaving ESPN to take the quarterback's coach job with the San Francisco 49ers. And we talked about last week or maybe two weeks ago that Troy Aikman heading to ESPN for Monday Night Football. Kirk Herbstreet now reportedly joining Amazon to be the voice of Thursday Night Football. It will not impact his duties with ESPN, so he'll still do all the college football coverage that he usually does with the four-letter network. Who would pair best with Herb Street as a play-by-play broadcaster to Kirk's color commentary? You know, Chris Fowler and Herb Street are a really good team together. 
on a broadcast. And the interesting thing is that Herb Street is not leaving ESPN. He's right. going to continue calling games, the Saturday primetime games on ESPN, in addition to doing Amazon. So if he can do both, in theory, why couldn't Chris Fowler do both? Fowler and Herb Street called that last Bronco Chief game at the end of the season. I thought they did a terrific job on the broadcast. Well, you know whose contract is up and nothing's been decided yet? Al Michaels. Joe Buck. The thing I, with think Joe Buck, I, I think it would be Al Michaels, though. Yeah. The thing I think with, Al Michaels will get the job. I don't think Joe Buck really wants to leave Fox because he doesn't want to give up the World Series. Right. That means a lot to him. Right. But but, but I, I, th- I, yeah. think it, I think mm. it will be Al Michaels. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. That would be a... I mean, that... Generational. That, yeah. That should be a very good team on paper. I mean, you don't know how two guys are going to... Two broadcasters are going to mesh until you get them in there. On You would expect they would put together a great broadcast. I would think so. Because they're both... And I, I like the idea of Herbstreet doing pro games as well. Again... I, the the limited games that he's done of the NFL, he's been really he's good. He's been terrific. Yeah, breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, like you prepared. You said it very well prepared. And oh, by the way, when he called that Bronco Chief game, was in the middle of preparing for the national championship. Right, and still looked like he'd watched every snap of the Broncos. Right, that year looked and sounded that way. That was hard to do. I don't mean the work. I mean actually watching. Sit down and, and watch those games. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard work, or was? Yeah, yeah. We know from experience. We huh? do. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Kirk's always been one of my favorites, so I'm excited to see who they pair him up with for Thursday night football as well. Just in case you missed it, the CSU Rams David Roddy has been named the Mountain West Men's Basketball Player of the Year, um, voted on by the media. He is the third CSU player to earn that award, and he's 20 years old power forward he's been their really their rock of that program for the entire season how deep do you think the CSU Rams can go in the uh, March Madness men's NCAA tournament they're playing in the Mountain West tournament later this week and maybe that'll give us a better idea but as it stands now they have gotten back into the top 25 they're ranked currently number 23 in the AP poll a lot of it's going to depend on their bracket of course I mean that's think obvious you have to get a break because right now they're looking at probably being about a six seed at this point maybe as high as a five if if things if things if things break their way unfortunately for them we lost a chance to see a litmus test test get game for them they had alabama on the schedule that game got canceled because of covid concerns they did beat St. Mary's at home. That's the best. That's really the best non-conference win they have. But because of that, CSU is uh, is a little bit of a mystery going in because they don't have they don't have a lot of games now. Roddy, I, David Roddy, I think he's going to be the best player on the on the floor in most of the games they have. It's an experienced team, so in some ways they do fit the template of team of of teams from second tier conferences that do succeed but uh don't for a really deep special run they're going to need a little bit of luck looking at their history they have well this goes way back to 1969 they made it to the elite eight in which they played drake 1969 was the last time the state of colorado had any team in the ncaa tournament go beyond the round of 32 well 
Um, they played Colorado in the Sweet 16 yes. and beat them 64 uh-huh. to 56. But if you look at more modern times, for lack of a better phrase, uh, they have never advanced to the Sweet 16 mm-hmm. in modern times. So in the last 50 plus years. In 2013, they won their opening round game against Missouri, then got knocked off by Louisville. Going back to 1989, they beat Florida and they got knocked off by Syracuse. But it would be a real kick in the teeth, Danny, to Colorado fans if Colorado State advances to the Sweet 16, something that Tad Boyle, for as great of a coach as I believe he is, has not been able to do yet. The other thing is also enjoy Nico Medved while you can. Yep. Because he'll be hot now. He is a he already is a hot name who's going to be on plenty of searches for Power Five jobs coming up here in the next. What's few he going to do about his car dealership? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think that's a different Medved. No? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in case you missed it, yesterday was Shaq's fiftieth birthday, and the uh, NBA legend was celebrating in Miami. One of the people celebrating with him, Jonah Hill, who uh, posted a picture of the two of them. It's a very funny size difference between Shaq and Jonah Hill. And he posted the picture with the caption, Happy birthday to the goat, Shaq. Let's remake Twins. Uh, Would you watch a remake of Twins with Jonah Hill and Shaq? I think that would be hilarious. I didn't see the original. Was the original good with what? Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, it was good. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, a couple, a couple of oh, quote, no. couple of quotable lines in that. Yeah, sure. I, I, I missed yeah. it, unfortunately. But that look. But that being said, I enjoyed the movie when I was twelve. I, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much uh, as much today. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good entertainment back then. Absolutely. Remakes are hot in the streets right now. Have you guys, either of you, seen a remake in recent years that you liked as much as, or almost as much as, or even more than the original? Yeah. Not recently. One of the best remakes I've ever seen was Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Now I didn't see the original. I really can't compare it, but Ocean's Eleven was outstanding. So those are great movies. That's mm-hmm. a great franchise. All of them are. All of them. Yeah, um, when they rebooted Star Trek, it wasn't a remake. It was kind of a reboot of it. I like that. Um, and can we call West Side Story a remake? I was watching that. Actually, I heard it weekend. wasn't that great. I it think o- you can. Yeah, sure. it, it was okay. A lot of people love. Like some people, like the critics loved it. I heard a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, the critics loved it. I, I don't think it resonated with audiences. Yeah. By the way, we have some breaking news in the world of politics. Um, the Kremlin has improved a list of countries that have been, quote, unfriendly to Russia. And the United States is unfortunately on that list. Damn. I, so the, I was, so, ho- so the, I was so, hoping we would not be on that so list. The, so Russia is basically unfriending the USA yeah. and the EU right. and Canada right. and Japan and right. others on Facebook. Yeah. Ukraine's on there, surprisingly. But this this no is kidding. my this is my favorite. Switzerland's on there. Switzerland's on that list. <laughs> right? Switzerland's on that. I didn't realize that that Spain was so friendly with them. I think they uh is Spain not on the list or they are? They are not. I'll tell you one. No, they, but they said all the EU countries. Right. And I'll, Spain's EU. I'll give you I'll, I'll give so. you a little something that you may not know. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one country that is not on there that I think might surprise you. Who? Israel. They're not on there. Interesting. They are not because Israel and, and Russia work together in Syria. 
And that's why Israel has been very slow to condemn Russia with Ukraine. Because, a little history lesson here, because of all the terrorist groups in Syria, Mm -hmm. Russia essentially gives them free reign to go in there and bomb those terrorist groups for them. This is uh, Eric Goodman's Geopolitical Minute. Did you know that? I I do now. And did you know that Israel has not condemned Russia for this? I hadn't really paid attention. Well, they haven't. And people have said, why hasn't Israel done this? And it's for that reason alone. There's always a, I mean, there's always a motivation, right? Yes. Listen, for as much as you hate another country, do we buy oil from Russia? Yes, we do. Right? A lot of natural gas, too. Yes. All right, that's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Mace, good to have you back in studio. We missed you. Good to see you again. Make it the best possible night you can. Rebel.